This week on Backyard Footy. For me, that's part of the mission is to change that because a lot of times agents have bad reps. Mm-hmm. They have bad reps. And it's like, it's like, oh, well, this agent just cares about the transfer commission and what they're going to make off of that. Or like you mentioned how they'll get you a situation and then they'll ghost you. Meanwhile, I'm saying to myself, like, the client, the client makes me in a way. Mm-hmm. So without that client, I'm not really doing my job. Because that's my job. Right. My job is to make sure that the client is good. So if the client's not good, how, how, could I, how can I thrive? Right. I can't make a move without a client. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't make a move without athletes. I can't, I can't make a move without those things. So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me when I um, come across situations like that with, with athletes. And, and, and I feel bad. Yo, 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 what's up, footy fans? What's up, footy fans? Your host, Hugh Roberts, a.k.a. Superhuman. We're back for the 36th episode, where each episode will dive into the backgrounds, journeys, and experiences of professional athletes, former athletes, and anyone that's been involved with the game. So I have a brand new perspective for you. I'm excited to share with everyone my next guest. She's a big-time agent known as The Connector, based off her marketing skills and connects with celebrities. Her career success was navigating sponsorship deals between sports industries, um, entertainment industries such as G-Unit Records, Universal Music Group, Madison Square Garden, Coca-Cola, and Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, just to name a few. She's also a talent and brand manager, providing partnerships, consult work to celebrities and athletes like 50 Cent, Ezekiel Elliott, Mbappe, Nipsey Hussle, just to name a few for real. And more under, and uh, she just started her her own agency called Trinity Agency. She recently co-founded 2.0, the life of an athlete entrepreneur conference, connecting athletes to other successful athlete entrepreneurs, investment advisors, and more. So yeah, and she's also one of the first black um, female soccer footy agents here in the industry, FIFA approved and everything. And so she's on a mission, a mission to change the industry. So without further ado, I introduce to you guys, Maggie Intum. So why don't you tell everyone how you kind of got started in the industry? What made you want to help athletes strengthen their brand? Oh, so helping the athletes strengthen their brand is something that I've just always been, you know, involved in marketing and um, always, always had a niche for it. Always been a huge sports fan, and and decided to, you know, go back to school for marketing. And I was like, okay, uh, I want to start working with these guys and really helping them brand outside of their respective sport. Um, and so from there, you know, being able to get opportunities like working um, with recording artist Fifty Cent and his boxing promotions company. So that was like my first first start of you know working with athletes um oh man connections Mm. connections um 50 and i actually come from the same neighborhood but you would think that's gonna make it easier to get a position with him but that definitely wasn't the case like i literally had to do like some ring around the rosy like hopefully he doesn't remember me type stuff just come in here like a random person 
And um, at the time, there was a position opening for an internship in the A&R department. Mm -hmm. And I applied for that. Mm -hmm. And I got the position. And when I started as that intern, I was always thinking of myself as that position. Mm -hmm. So um, from there, I ended up getting hired about what, like a month later. Mm -hmm. And so ended up shifting gears from A&R to marketing and you know, he was building his boxing promotions company. So he's like, I'm going to put you on this. You have the sports background. You're studying, you know, sports, um, uh, sports management in grad school. So this would be perfect. Wow. Wow. So yeah. then you went on from him and then you, you transitioned to the sports industry, right? Fully. Yes. Fully. Fully. After. What made you transition from the music to the sports industry? Hold on. I was always the only black woman. How did that make you feel personally? Um, personally, it was cool because I felt like, you know, they gave me the opportunity. They gave me the chance, but I've always had it in the back of my mind that I, I wanted to either start that trend to create more opportunities so that there's more women of color that were able to come in after me. So, so then you start at, start at Madison Square Garden. How did you start making connections from there? In terms of the sports side, yeah. In terms of the sports side, so in sports, I so I had certain connections because the good thing about music and sports is that they they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So certain people I knew that were working in music switched over to sports. Some people were at the NBA. Some people were at um, agencies. Some people were at leagues, and they were handling entertainment. So now people already knew me a lot just from music and they knew I was that person that handles partnerships and sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to MSG and I was doing a couple of uh, partnership deals, I, I was a person who always craved for more. Mm -hmm. I always needed more. I always needed a new challenge. And if I wasn't being challenged, either I was going to give myself more work or I was going to just go somewhere else to find that. And I knew I always wanted to do, you know, things within music and sports and, all of those things. So I left, I graduated. Um, my mentor told me about an opportunity to work with his client who was an NFL first round draft pick. And he's like, this would be perfect for your company. It's just a great way to start out. So we ended up providing marketing services for Ezekiel Elliott, um, who was a first round pick in the 2015 draft. So it was awesome. It was amazing. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Right, right. And um, from there, I then received a position to work with the Tennis Association. So on their uh, partnerships for the U.S. Open, so provided consultation for their digital and strategy partnerships. So that was awesome. Got to work with like 14 different brands. Every brand from Heineken, um, Emirates, Time Warner, Chase, and I kind of had a relationship with Chase already because Chase was a main partner of Madison Square Garden. So that relationship was there and it kind of made it a little bit easier because then you know what you're getting into when you're dealing with the brand. Right, right. So, so you um, get in contact with them or they would get in contact with you to... For the position? Yeah, for the um, and the events. So what, it, so what it was was that someone who I had reached out to maybe two years prior she just reached out to me on a whim, like, send me an email, like, hey. Um, and this is before I even got into sports. I was just reaching out to people randomly, like, hey, if there's any opportunities. So she remembered me, and she's like, 
are you still interested in doing something with the USTA? And I'm like, um, yeah, like I'm not gonna turn it down, you know? And so she was like, well, I have the perfect position. I think you'd be great for it. And it's a, it's, you know, a consultant position and it's only for like six months. I said, listen, I'll take it because it was really about the experience. And, um, and through that, that experience was amazing. I got to meet uh, Katrina Adams, who is the uh, president of the USTA. She is also uh, a black woman. So she's super supportive of us minorities in sports and black women in sports that want to make a difference and want to be an advocate for it. And so it, it's women like that, that I was like, man, this is amazing. Right. You know, I was like, this is amazing. Huh? Inspires you to keep going. Absolutely. So Absolutely. What, what's it like dealing with an artist in comparison to an athlete? Hmm, almost the same. They both have egos. Um, they both tend to be divas at times, but I think um, the athlete tends to be a little bit easier because, you know, they kind of know what they're doing as far as their role, their, you know, whatever it is they're doing on the field, whether it's football whether it's soccer, they're on the pitch. But um, outside of that too, you don't, when it comes to like, let's say providing a branding deal or something like that, mm -hmm. it's not as difficult with an athlete as it would be with an artist because let's say if that brand is, mm, um, I don't know. Well, for starters, like with athletes, you wouldn't want to put them with an alcohol company. Right. So you more so want to put them with like a beverage company. Right. So that partnership is, just looks a lot better than it would with an artist. Um, I mean, artists tend to change their mind a lot, a lot. Like you can book them for a show and it's, they're supposed to be there and they decide I'm not going. Mm. And, that and then, yeah. And as you can, I'm sure you've read stories about promoters and artists being sued for either not showing up and, you know, it's a lot, as opposed to with an athlete, if it's like, hey, we're doing a signing, usually we can schedule that signing around a major event. If it's, if it's a football, if it's an NFL player, we can do it around Super Bowl. If it's um, a footballer, we can do that around World Cup, maybe in between, depending on what the rights are, you know? So, so yeah, I would say athletes definitely easier, <laughs> much easier, <laughs> much easier. That's funny. No, that's interesting hearing your perspective. Yeah, um, I've dealt with a lot um, when it comes to artists in terms of like booking shows and and I and, and you know I still do that now throughout the agency. We'll deal with talent, you know, whether it's an artist that they want to be booked to go to like Australia or they want to be booked to go to Dubai, and it's like it's a back and forth situation as opposed to on the athlete side it, it might be booking them for a partnership deal which can still take about almost the same time but it's the process is just so much better right than having to deal with you know yeah so traveling the world you know you've been to the women's world cup you went to the fifa award ceremony how did you get involved with fifa first off and what was that whole experience like for you absolutely so um, during my time with my last employer, which was Coca-Cola, I got the chance to work on the Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup because FIFA was one of my accounts. And basically, I was in the marketing, the sponsorship department. And um, 
that was one of my accounts to handle, you know, activations. And it was amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, just going and seeing it firsthand and, you know, was super excited. And I was like, man, you know, deep down inside, it, that notion of wanting to become that agent kept popping up where it's like, man, I don't see female agents. I don't see women, right? I, I don't see minority agents. Everyone that I was seeing didn't look like me. And the only time they looked like me is when they were a player. Right. Even down to the, the staff, it, you know, and so I just kept saying, man, this is crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kept pushing me to want to do it and want to become um, an agent even more. Right. And so, and, and so being a part of both of those experiences, the men and, and women, by far one of the best experiences that I've ever had in my life. Um, it was like super, super, like just had so much fun. Such a blast. I, I recommend it to anyone. If you could ever get a chance to go to a World Cup, definitely go. That's on my list too. Yes. Like, right, it would be on your list to, right. to, to, play, to, play, in to in play in it and you'll still experience it because it's like you're in it. Like, Exactly. You know, it's it's just a different type of feeling. Um, but it was just amazing. Is that what kind of inspired you to start your own agency? So at that time, I had already started it back in 2017. And I put it on hold once I went to um, Coca-Cola because that was always a dream, too, to work for one of the big global brands. Mm-hmm. And um, I put it on the back burner. And so 2019... Um, Towards the end of 2019, I decided to pick it back up and really focus on it. And so after leaving um, France for the Women's World Cup, the idea was like, okay, it's time to really, you know, do this and do this the right way. And, um, and even during that time with the, World, with the Women's World Cup, I was able to do some work through my agency. All right. What do you plan on achieving with this agency? Oh, man. A CAA... Mixed with Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. Mm. So if you take the model of how CAA is built with the business model of a Walt Disney and you combine that. So the goal is maybe five, 10 years, the agency kind of just works for itself. Um, Not too, too, too many clients, maybe 30 clients in total. Um, maybe 50 in total, maybe 40 or 50 clients, ranging from obviously football um, and other sports leagues, music, talent, you know, brands. And it just, it's a full service industry. So we provide marketing, we provide management, we provide obviously play representation, um, experiential events. So we do everything from event production to event curation, sometimes even a, a brand a client, which could be a brand, will say they want to do an event and they'll bring that to us and say, hey, mm-hmm. execute this, you know, take the idea, execute it. But it's like we can do everything in-house. Like if we have our footballer and he has an activation with, let's just say, a brand Adidas, we work with Adidas to plan out that event and make sure it's fully executed. Or we work with Nike, whichever brand, um, just to make sure that it's being activated the right way. Because even though that player, that client might have that boot deal, we're going to know our client better than 
the apparel brand would. So, so yeah, so I see it being, you know, like that, that CAA Walt Disney, you know, like, yeah, yep. A hand in, a hand in almost everything, but the biggest, um, just disruptive, game changing. Right. So it's like when you when you hear that name Trinity Three, it's gonna make you think like, why that name? But you're also gonna think like, wow, everything that was done through there was game changing. Mm-hmm. You know, even down to the clients, like the clients they sign or the 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 deals that are being done. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. So why is it important for an athlete to have an agent? Ooh, man, I had this conversation earlier. Um, it is crucial because an agent is not just someone that negotiates your contracts, right? Like that agent is basically everything. They're everything to that, to that athlete. So they're making sure your contract is, is good. It's negotiated. You have the right situation. They're making sure whether it's a boot deal or your marketing is handled. They're there if your family needs something. If it's three in the morning and you you need someone to talk to, they kind of become your therapist, you know. So they become like the therapist, the negotiator, the lawyer, the father or mother, the sister or brother. You know, they're they're everything. And I think at times some athletes feel like, you know, I don't ever knock an athlete to say, okay, I don't need an agent because I feel like in certain circumstances depending on the situation depending on where you are in your career you might not need an agent but I always say um, don't ever feel like you can't reach out to one even if it's just for advice because a lot of times I'll get footballers that will come to me or just athletes in general that just need advice on what should I do you know like I I don't want to sign with this particular agent um, or I'm stuck in a contract that I didn't know what I was signing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, at the time, I didn't want that agent. I just thought I was signing a contract to, uh, to play for a club. Mm-hmm. And in turn, it's signing with an agent that I'm stuck to. And then here, you know, here I am. Or oh, I'm not happy with this agent. This agent negotiated my contract and I haven't heard from him in like six months, you know? So it's, it's all of those things in one. Um, it's, I just like to say it's, it's like being the glue. Right. Being the glue that holds that athlete together. And from my experience, I mean, going off what you're saying, not every agency is like that. Not every agency looks out for their players to that extent. Like you were mentioning, most, especially in the soccer realm too, domestically, domestic players, they'll try to look for a little opportunity here and there. They can't find anything. They ghost you for a little bit. They might send you to an open tryout doesn't work out or something it's just like oh yeah they'll leave you hanging or just leave you hopeful for nothing and they leave you around for a couple years but that's years that maybe you could have found a different agent maybe you could find one that actually you know works for you behind the scenes and actually put you in the forefront has some kind of connection because that goes a long way and you just see that usually thrive the best absolutely and that's and and it's and for me, that's part of the mission is to change that because a lot of times agents have bad reps. Mm-hmm. They have bad reps. And it's like, it's like, oh, well, this agent just cares about the transfer commission and what they're going to make off of that. 
or like you mentioned how they'll get you a situation and then they'll ghost you meanwhile i'm saying to myself like the client the client makes me in a way mm-hmm. so without that client i'm not really doing my job because that's my job right. my job is to make sure that the client is good so if the client's not good how how could i how can i thrive right I can't make a move without a client. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can't make a move without athletes. I can't, I can't make a move without those things. So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me when I um, come across situations like that with, with athletes. And, and, and I feel bad. I really do feel bad. I mean, some of the stories I've heard has just been terrible. You know? And, and, and that's part of the mission for me to change that. Right. To change that. Because it's like i mean all it takes is one person right to to start something start that trend and um that's the goal for me is to start that trend and you'll find more females wanting to be agents you'll find more minorities that want to be agents and and before you know it before you know it we'll have we'll have several of uh lebron james camp in soccer though no that, that's something yeah i've thought about myself too like, you know what i mean like <laughs> camps is not it's, it's, I mean, it's not hard to do i wouldn't say but to promote it put the money into it like a top domestic player can easily have a so-and-so like let's just use josie altador for example yeah. altador's nike camp like have it televised or even if we can't get it televised maybe like fox news channel or just have some kind of media presence there where they're doing videos putting it marketing on ig social media that's all people and kids love youtube tv put it on youtube like yeah we change the game i think it's very important it's, it's there's, there's there's a lot that's um that needs to happen and and i mean there's a good group i mean i've i've been blessed to come in contact with some great agents um a few that are minorities and we all kind of share the same vision so it's like a lot of conversations being had and just figuring out what can we do you know besides getting our players the right opportunities like what can we do for our players even off the pitch because that's a key thing with me I don't ever sign any player client that does not have some type of charity or like philanthropic side Mm -hmm. part of the hashtag that we run with at 23 is giving back and making an impact and even if it's starting a small camp in this in the city that you play for, that, that that's a small step, but it's it's a huge step. Right. It's a huge step because it shows the kids like, wow, I want to be like Hugh. Like he's so dope. Like he he's not just a beast on the field, but like look at what he's doing in the community, mm-hmm. or look at how he's going back to his hometown, and you know he's he's. He's sponsoring a kid to come out to Charlotte to watch him play for a couple of games or one or two games. It's, it's things like that because even though, you know, to some people it may not mean a lot, but, but it does. Right. It does go a long way. You know, it does. So That's something I've wanted to know too myself. So that's good to know. I'm good to hear because yeah. doing a camp, not even just here back home, just yes. for years and years to come. I mean, it's, Something I thought about myself, so that's good to know. I can't front. DMV has um a lot of talent. Oh yeah. Not okay. not just basketball or 
or like NFL, like American football, but almost all sports. Yeah. Like most, because if you look at some of like the women's soccer players, I'm like, where are you from? Yeah. Damn, me. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, man. But there are certain sports that, you know, obviously we know New York is number one at that. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, you know we, we, we already know. <laughs> of course. We already know. So talk about your uh, new podcast. Yeah, so it's called The Inside Agents. Um, So we are releasing our first episode uh, May 15th. Um, Super excited. So it's featuring myself and hosted, uh, co-hosted by my my good friend, um, Nate Matthews, who's based out of Canada. And he's also an agent. He's a player agent as well and has been in it a little bit longer than me. So he knows, you know, he knows his stuff. Um, But basically, we're bringing you the perspectives, two agent perspectives from two minorities. You know, he's sharing his struggles and what he has been through, of course, for me as a woman, as a black woman. Um, But then we're also touching all the topics. So everything from transfers, what it's like to play domestically in the U.S. in North America versus uh, Europe, or what it's like to be um, a footballer in Africa that just wants that shot and how you know, not really being educated on things. You don't know whether or not you're going to be taken to Belgium because a scout comes and tells you, hey, I'm an agent. I'm going to take you here. And you really don't even know if that person's an agent. Right. You know, so informing, informing them on the things that you don't get to see and what you don't get to, and, and just the inside of it, like the real inside of it. Um, we're also going to be talking to some other agents from like the NFL, um, from Major League Baseball, NBA, and hearing their take on being a minority agent in the sport. And, and that way, it's almost like we can compare the two and see how maybe the NFL is a little bit more lenient to, to agents. I mean, if I don't know if you noticed this, but this past NFL draft, the first, I would say the first 15 players that went in Four of the top four of the top round players were all drafted by African American agents. No, I didn't even know that myself. And so this is like the first year. At least I know I have some good friends, about maybe three or four of them, good friends of mine that are NFL agents, and it was amazing. Wow. But I'm sitting back saying, Man, can I watch MLS draft and hear that? Right. That right. a top round pick is not only um, a minority kid. But his, but his agent is black. That's very rare. So um, it's, it's even talking about things like that, right? Just talking about the process of going into the MLS draft versus, you know, how do you get recruited in Europe? In a place like England, they don't even know what a draft means because they're like, wait, what's that? Right. We don't have that process. Those kids are 17 going straight to a Premier League club getting like 125 euros a week. Right. So they don't know any of that. So there's just so much. I mean, of course, the transfer, like, you know, the transfer window is so important. Um, we'll be talking about women's football, especially, because that's something that's dear to me, uh, youth development. You know, as you can see what's happening with, like, the Federation here in America. They decided to cut the right. um, academy. But now MLS has started 95 academies, grassroots, but it's almost like, hmm, how is this going to work? Right. 
you know so it's it's so much behind that or even we'll be touching topics on the usl and like you know all these different leagues and what's happening that's gonna be really so, good so it's gonna be yeah. crazy i'm gonna say that it's, it's gonna be crazy because we already have like our first three episodes that is gonna be um it's gonna be interesting and and then of course like i said we're gonna have different um guest speakers so so we'll be talking to different soccer coaches um we'll be talking to some of the recruits like some of the coaches from the colleges especially so it's it's a lot yeah it's gonna be good i mean even just the perspective of you know agents tricking domestic players to go overseas man a lot of my people got lost overseas that's one of my biggest really years and they that's why i haven't even tried it myself because i just know not actually realistically unless you're a teenager coming out of the system and a european team takes you or unless you're in mls balling that's when they really look at you know u.s domestic players but other than that the odds, unless you have a very good agent, the odds, of, the odds of them actually taking an international player for the international roster spot is low, especially the way yeah. they look upon U.S. soccer. So there's a lot of my friends going over to these fake combines, these fake trials, and getting lost in there playing. I mean, no, fourth division nowhere in Denmark is cool too, but it's just happened a lot of times when they're just struggling out there being away from home and stuff. And Can you imagine? Like, come back I can't... I can't tell you how many people, you know, there was one person in particular who left from um, my mom's country in Ghana and was left in, it wasn't even Belgium. It might've been Denmark or Norway, but like literally, I guess, didn't have the best trial and was just flat out confused. Mm. No explanation. The same person that bought him there didn't really, you know, just ghosted. So, I, I, like, it, the whole system, everything is just like, wow. That's all I can say. Right. Three letter word, wow. It's like, and this happens? Right. And it's allowed to happen? For decades. No. It's been going on for a while. I always say, man, if there's one thing, they should have never let me in the doors because there's going to be a lot of changes with that. Because I'm, 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 I'm like that that mother type of figure but I have that heart where it's like man I don't care what it is you know like where's the integrity like where's where's your morals that you can actually take someone from a whole nother country and bring them somewhere else only to then leave them because whatever it was that maybe you wanted didn't work out find another opportunity that's what it means sometimes you find an opportunity until it works you know that's a part of the whole the whole job or not even job that's just a part of it that's what right. you're supposed to do right so so it's all of those things like and that. then some and like then some you know because it's because honestly i'm very big on education and one thing i've noticed with with sports and entertainment that was something i always preached with everyone that i was working with if you were an artist and you were you know at, at a height within your career i'm like okay have you looked at the future? Have you looked at other things? So outside of your normal investments, have you explored areas like technology and how this is really going to change what we're doing? Um, have you invested in it? You know, same thing from an athlete perspective. If you're making all this money or whatever it is that you're doing, what, what is the other side looking like? Do we need to get a financial advisor to review all of this and make sure you're set up? 
so that, you know, that life after football is not, oh, I went from making three million a season to now watching my things get auctioned off in a storage because I can't afford to pay it. Right. You know, so it's it's all of those things where it's like it's more than just that. It's it's making sure you're educated and it's not just about, okay, let me just negotiate this contract and then that's it. Mm. Let me get my money and I'm out. No. Right. It's more than that. You yeah. know? I respect that. So yeah. where can people find you on IG and your agency on IG? Sure. So for me, you can find me maggie.intim, N-T-I-M, like Mary. That's on IG. For the company page, it's uh, Trinity3 Agency. That's both Twitter and Instagram as well. Nice. And the, and the website, trinity3agency.com. Well, I appreciate you coming again on the show. Much, much appreciate it. I think this is of a- course. Thank you. And we'll definitely be in touch soon. Definitely. Thank you so much. No doubt. You have a good rest of your night. Alrighty. You too. See you again. Have a good one. You too. Backyard Footies brought to you by the beautiful.